So Neutral is the first carbon neutral food company in the U.S., uh, focusing right now on dairy because that's one of the biggest places to have impact. So thanks so much for joining us today on Packaging a Box. My name is Valley Montos, and we're joined by Jill Visit of Neutral. Jill, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Amazing. Um, thanks so much for joining us. You've got a lot happening. You've got uh, you've got a new redesign that happened. But before we get into like the redesign, the why, the when, the, the how, can you give us just a quick rundown on uh, who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am executive creative director at Neutral, um, but I've been a uh, creative director at a lot of different companies for, for a long time, longer than I should admit. Um, I started out in the natural foods industry as um, creative director at Whole Foods. So I was at Whole Foods for about 14 years, I think. Um, and so was global creative director there. So I rolled out a lot of their um, programs or oversaw the rollout of things like their meat standards, seafood standards, um, all of that kind. Of, they have lots and lots of standards. So I was there for for a lot of that, which was which will be relevant to uh, to this <laughs> current job. Um, then I uh, took a break from uh, Whole Foods and I invented a product. Uh, so I, I took a couple of years off. Um, and released my product and then got back into um, graphic design professionally. And so, um, you know, I have worked at Verb, which is an online um, professional development company, and then was working for uh, a travel company, an educational travel company called World Strides for a while um, during COVID. Uh, so that was, <laughs> that was fun. And so then, no, uh, no travel. Yeah, during no travel. So. <laughs> Uh, but we, we did our best. And then um, I've been at Neutral now for about two years. So Neutral is the first carbon neutral food company in the U.S. Uh, focusing right now on dairy because that's one of the biggest places to have impact. 97% of you know consumers in America have some kind of dairy product in their fridge. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity in dairy agriculture to reduce um, carbon emissions. So that is kind of what we do. So we have uh, two SKUs of carbon neutral milk and we have uh, half and half and then some food service products as well. And we also have a team in-house of very smart carbon scientists and uh, farm experts that go out onto farms and work with farmers to create uh, emissions reducing farm projects. So okay. that's all kinds of stuff. And I'm still learning all about it. But, um, you know, they they work to create like win win partnerships with farmers. So things that will benefit the farms financially and also benefit, um, you know, the reduction of climate change. Wow. OK. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot. Right. So from yeah. Whole Foods to launching your own brand, what's like the one thing that you took away from Whole Foods that you still use in your everyday design Gosh, you know, so it was so foundational for me. I think, uh, you know, just I think the thing that's most interesting to me now is in rolling out a lot of those standards. You know, mm -hmm. Whole Foods is is a great place to shop, but it, you you kind of need a lot of. You know, we used to joke that you you kind of need like a manual to go in there um, if you really want to get to the bottom of all of their standards. And you know, most people don't. And so um, you've got to make those things 
really accessible and they are not always like they're very complicated and there's a lot of smart people that develop these programs. And I think what's interesting to me now at neutral is, you know, carbon neutral foods, I think is the next organic, in my opinion. Um, you know, organic's been on the scene for like 30 years um, and, and people still don't really know what it means. Um, mm -hmm. No one could tell you what USDA organic standards are. Um, so I think, you know, just knowing that and, and how to make that accessible, especially in a crowded store in three seconds or less is something really valuable that I took with me from Whole Foods. When you're talking about standards, like let's get into that a little bit. What do you mean? Right. Like I'm thinking of it as design standards, but no, this is not design standards. This is more product. Yeah, no, this is more like um, sourcing standards. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there are design standards that go along with that. So that was my job. Um, oh. But it's more of, you know, how to communicate that. So we had, um, for example, uh, Whole Foods meat standards, probably the most complicated. Um, we rolled out the five-step meat program, which actually had six steps. Um, so... <laughs> So that, that's problem number one. Um, but it's, you know, very detailed that, you know, there's no um, teeth clipping, uh, no beak trimming, no, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, you really didn't even know was a thing, um, you know, and that's, that's great. And there's about 1% of people that really want to know those details mm -hmm. and, and you need those details for the program to be legitimate. But at the same time, uh, when somebody's trying to pick out hamburger meat, um, it's not really the time to dig into that, you know, with a screaming toddler right. sitting in the cart. Um, so you really have to come up with a way to distill that down. Very, very complex set of standards into like, hey, this is, you know, this is great. Our meat is better. You know, that, <laughs> no. that kind of thing. Yeah, no teeth, no teeth clipping, no beak clipping. Right, we'll, leave, leave, we'll leave that. Beak trimming out. Um, but yeah, there, you know, there is more to it than definitely foundational work. Um, mm -hmm. Things that are going to shape the rest of your design career. And is that what led you into this organic path, or was this something just personal that you were already going, and that's why you were at Whole Foods to begin with? Um, well, a friend of mine um, from Whole Foods, we we kind of stick together. Uh, so she had brought me to neutral um, when it started about she's here right at the beginning. So I think the company has been around for about three years. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been here for two. Um, but yeah, I was really excited to get back into food because that's just, you know, a real passion of mine. And, and it was obviously very comfortable. And so this just felt like an extension of that work just to go back into the natural food space with something different, which I think is also really important to me personally, um, you know, just to contribute, to use my powers for good, I guess you could yeah. say, um, and contribute to making a difference in the climate change problem in, in a way that felt meaningful. You know, I think the the farm work at Neutral really is just so inspirational and you know i'm i'm learning so much and i just think if we can pull this off um it will make a significant difference yeah. and so i i love that and then um after whole foods you, you you mentioned you launched a product yes so a lot of designers want to create a product right like we secretly want to be that entrepreneur but 
we love the journey that we take on with our clients and then we move on to the next one, right? We're like we never take that big risk. Yes. So, I mean, it's a huge risk. What was that product and, and what did it sell? Yeah. Um, so the product was called the salad sling. So it was a, a food product. Um, I just invented it one day I was using, you know, this is, I didn't invent this, but I was using dish towels to dry my salad greens and I would just, you know, spin it around my kitchen and there would be water flying everywhere. And so, um, I created a device that's like a two-sided towel with a waterproof membrane in the center and it has handles and you gather up the handles and put your wet greens inside and spin it around. And so, uh, centrifugal force pulls the moisture out of the greens and it's takes up a lot less room than the salad spinner. So that was, I have a salad spinner and I hate using it because it's this massive thing and it's on the top shelf. And, um, yeah, so this is just a towel and then you throw it in the washing machine when you're done. Yeah. But yeah, I was just, uh, I just, I thought, well, surely this thing already exists and, uh, it didn't. And so I got a patent and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a graphic designer. Like I don't, I don't know how to source textiles, <laughs> um, but I, I figured it out. So through this, like, I think it took me about a year to figure out how to manufacture it, where it would come from, how to sell it, how to, you know, packaging. That was one thing I didn't know how to do. Um, But the rest I did not know how to do. So uh, I learned how to file a trademark and uh, a lot, a lot of things. But uh, yeah, it's still still around for sale on Amazon. That's awesome. So you still own this product. You're still. Yep. So uh, would you recommend that? designers go out and create their own product and go through this whole process? Like, did you, sure. did you learn things in that process that you apply to your daily uh, design process? I did. I did. I, well, I learned about a lot about, you know, the business end of design mm-hmm. and um, I learned how it feels to put your own money on the line. Um, you know, and, and I, as a designer get to the luxury of kind of working with a team of people, um, you know, account planners and people who are doing the strategy and the, the data and analyzing, you know, our consumer market and um, our demographics. And uh, when you're on your own, you can't afford those people. So um, <laughs> I had to be better, a better all around marketer, you know, and so you learn from experience whether or not Facebook is a great platform for certain kinds of messages, you know, even though you know that and you've been making Facebook ads for years and years, um, when you're there and it's your money and your product and you're focused on it, like every single day, I think you get a whole new level of understanding. So I think in that way, yes, I mean, and, um, I think also just the feeling, you know, I did this when I was 40. And so I just think the feeling that you could do something else, you know, you just, yeah. it's kind of like you get to be good at something and you've been doing it for 20 years. And, um, and then all of a sudden you're bad at something <laughs> is, is um, really nice. You know, it increases your mental flexibility, I think, and um, forces you to kind of, put your brain back into learning mode, which is, which is nice. No, that's, that's great. I I think it's important to, to launch a product. It allows you to get both sides of it, right? You're always outputting design. You're always on this end of it. You never 
kind of deal with the struggles of the client, the costing, the time limits, like learning production. Like there's so many things that happen on that end that yeah. you don't experience. So experiencing, experiencing both ends all of a sudden makes you, I don't know, a little bit more empathetic towards that client than when you're working with it, them. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's just the, the scale of it. So it's like. IDP Direct, pioneering factor direct sustainable luxury, packaging, logistics, and design. They're not just manufacturers. They're your partners in eco-excellence. IDPDirect.com If finding your spec data is a wild goose chase around your office, you've got a data problem. Specrate is the only cloud-based management specification solution that every brand needs. Because if you don't spec right, you'll spec wrong. You know, working at Whole Foods, there's like a hundred people right. on the marketing team, you know, and so you're... you're job becomes so specialized. Um, and when you like the smaller the company, obviously, like the more jobs you have to have at that company. So just just going down to be a team of one was really eye opening, you know, so like how spoiled I was. Um, so it's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to learn to place my own media and like, um, you know, just kind of the stuff that other people used to do for me. Um, so yeah, you get a whole new understanding. Oh, that's awesome. And then, um, all right. So then today you're with neutral. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that it's the first carbon neutral brand in the U S first carbon neutral food company in the U S food company in the U S yeah. what does carbon neutral mean? Carbon neutral means that there are no net new emissions from the production of the product. So mm-hmm. we do what's called a life cycle analysis. And there's lots of like very smart scientific people on our team. And we work with outside experts and they basically say, okay, from farm to fridge, like what, what are the, what's the carbon footprint of this product? Um, You know, what, what happened, you know, how much does it take to ship it, to refrigerate Mm -hmm. it at the store, to create the packaging for it? You know, absolutely everything from the cows to, you know, the carton that it's in. And we say, okay, here's that number. And we will either um, reduce that amount of carbon through our farm projects or whatever is left over. We do still have to rely on some offsets for that because at the moment we're still gearing up with the farm Mm -hmm. projects. But the hope is um, that as we increase the number of farm projects going on, it will more than compensate for the production of the products and will be um, carbon negative. Okay. And yeah. So what are, the, what are these farm projects? I don't understand. So we go out onto um, different farms and every farm is different. Mm-hmm. So we go and evaluate what the opportunities are there. So um, our farm team might go out and do feed supplements. So we do a lot of these feed supplement projects. So by giving cows, um, for example, this thing called agalin. It's uh, like an essential oil that you put into their food. Mm -hmm. Um, It reduces the amount of burps and farts, quite (laughs) literally. Um, They they burp and fart less and uh, create less methane. I think it's, uh, I'm going to quote you something wrong here, but I think it's like 8% reduction. Sure. Um, you know, and by doing that, you know, the farmers also see increases in their fertility and their, out, you know, milk production and stuff like that. So it's, so that's why I say like farmers love it because it's saving them money and we mm-hmm. love it because the cows are producing less methane. Um, there are all kinds of projects though. We do, um, 
forage, different kinds of forage. We'll add that to pasture, different kinds of grasses and hays, um, uh, sometimes different kinds of hay that takes less water than alfalfa, for example. Sure. Um, or different kinds of blends of different forage. So forage is what the cows eat on pasture. Um, different kinds of blends that produce um, less methane or create more biodiversity or all of the above. Um, we also do manure separators to kind of contain some of the methane that's um, produced by, you know, cow poop right. and on and on and on. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of just like, a, just know enough to be dangerous there, but uh, we have a whole team of, of carbon scientists that go out and evaluate these things, you know, planting trees and all, all kinds of stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, most people, when you see when you drive by a dairy farm, right, we all, we all know the smell, right? We're all familiar with that dairy farm. Yeah. yeah. Cow there's fart definitely, smell. Uh, there's yeah. definitely poop, um, <laughs> you know, and so uh, there's different ways to manage that. And so, um, you know, we just try to help them with funding and expertise um, to, you know, use something that makes more sense for their farm. And, okay. and, you know, they, they really appreciate it. Then you're, you're about to launch or you've just launched your new packaging. We just launched it. It's hitting stores, um, here and there, but it should be everywhere in December. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the brand is, is, is neutral. Mm -hmm. And can we take, can we take a look and see what the previous packaging looked like? Yes, certainly. So here's the previous package, um, okay. in a distinctive, uh, yellow carton which is cool and so um this is our whole milk skew uh this milk fights climate change and it is carbon neutral certified so this is what we're working with okay and then did you work on this design or is this the design that was there when you showed up this i inherited yes okay this one's not mine. perfect do you know what the brief was here how do we get to this orange i don't know a lot. Like I said, uh, you know, this was kind of before my time. I only yeah. wanted something that would stand out in the category. Um, you know, no one's using orange. I think they wanted to really make the climate change message, obviously front and center. Um, I believe this is an even like more tame version of what they originally wanted to do that was not allowed by some of the retailers. So we had to kind of dial it back, but, um, but yeah, uh, I think, you know, just wanted to do something that was I mean, the milk is very different, and I think they wanted something that reflected how different it really was. Okay, and then what's that seal on the? Is that just say carbon neutral? Yeah, that's um, <laughs> carbon neutral certified. So this is from SCS Global, who does our certifications, the third party carbon neutral okay. certification. Can we give that a, a spin? What What do we have on the other panels? Um, okay, yeah. So here's the the old Nutrifacts panel. Yeah. Um, here we are on the back. Uh, every product has a carbon footprint, even this milk. And so this kind of just goes into like why you should care about yep. carbon neutral milk. Um, and then we've got quite a bit of copy over here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we've seen what you had uh -huh. now, before we get to the reveal, what was the brief here to go from that to this? Right. So, um, so the yellow was a blessing and a curse. Um, obviously, you know, there's a bunch of legibility issues. We have white type on yellow yeah. here. No one can read this. 
Um, a lot of people thought it was orange juice. Yep. Even our retailers, we would find ourselves uh, shelved next to the orange juice and or next to the alt milks. So like the oat milk, soy milk, whatever, because it just looked, it did look very different from our competition, but sometimes a little bit too different. Sure. Um, so we had a lot of confusion, like customer confusion. So um, we needed more cues that would make it clear that this is dairy milk. So that was like item number one. Mm -hmm. um, also, we have our logo here at the bottom that gets covered up by the shelf quite a bit. So people can't even see oh, wow. the name of the product. So we know we needed to uh, solve that problem. Um, we had colors that were not necessarily um, category norms, you know, yeah. so we've got orange and then, you know, a kind of a teal blue, um, whole milk's always red and, you know, 2% milk's always blue. So, you know, just things like that, that would help eliminate confusion as well. Um, and we just needed to make it more accessible. So we've got all this copy on the side kind of talking about, um, what carbon neutral means in maybe a little bit too much detail and a little too yeah. much, um, science. Um, so we know that climate change is what, you know, or being carbon neutral is what sets us apart, but it's not necessarily how you choose milk. A milk so right. We needed kind of a different communication hierarchy as well. So, you know, when you buy milk, is it whole milk or 2%? Is it organic? Is it pasture raised? Is it, you know, these are the things that we know are, are actually, you know, higher up in the decision tree than is it carbon neutral? Um, for the moment at least. And so yeah. we know we needed to kind of bring those things to the top and then talk about carbon neutral in, in kind of a bonus secondary way. Okay. So then if you're launching a product, have a product category norms or something that you have to balance. Yeah. Right. Like the red, the blue for the milks, something you have to em embrace. Otherwise you face potential confusion for consumer and for retailers. How far can you push away from those norms? And uh, when do you embrace those? I think it it's uh, it's a delicate balance because, you know, you don't want to just blend into the set. Um, but I think it's just knowing uh, kind of which, you know, how to pick your battles, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, can you do a design that's cool and stands out and still makes the whole milk red? Um, you know, probably mm -hmm. like that's a small compromise, you know? And so I think for us, it was like, okay, well, we've got this big yellow carton um, for better or worse, you know? So I think it was important to us to keep that because that was kind of what made us different, but we knew we had to, you know, work more like i think we went too far in the first design of mm -hmm. just trying to stand out and so we knew we had to bring in some of these other cues that would would help us blend in so i think you know i guess my advice if you're if you're doing a product is to just know the category and know kind of the decision tree for your consumer and so it's different for granola bars than it is for milk you know um and milk is a commodity so i think you know, if I was doing a granola bar, I would want a picture of the granola bar on the front so that people yeah. can see it's yummy and things like that, you know. Um, but we knew from milk, just from a lot of research that, you know, kind of in order what people were looking for when they were choosing that particular product. <clears throat> and so we made sure that the new design could incorporate that while still 
you know, setting us apart on the shelf. Okay. And then, so we go from, from what you had, the issues, confusion, Mm -hmm. um, you have a new brief, new direction. Mm -hmm. When do you start communicating to your consumer that there's going to be a change? We did it. I mean, we're still a small brand. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we didn't do a big, massive rollout. You know, we did pretty, um, I mean, all summer we've been working on this. We started rolling this out, I think probably October, um, communicating to our partners that this was coming. Um, and then, you know, we provided resources for them at store shelf, you know, Neckers to go on the Mm -hmm. little milk carton and signage for shelf. Um, we are communicating on our website starting, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then we have a a few ads and some social media stuff, but you know, not like a full blast campaign because I think we, we worked hard to make sure that it wasn't going to be like, we didn't change the name. We didn't change the logo. So we're hoping that, you know, there's enough of a through line that people will still recognize it on the shelf. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then did you involve your retailers in the design process? We did a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, once we had a design kind of sent it out to the, to some of our, um, the, the retailers that we have a good relationship with, we Mm -hmm. sent it out to them for their input and, um, And it was very positive. You know, I think they had been asking us for a design change for a while. And so I think they were, um, they felt like where we landed solved a lot of the issues that they were seeing on shelf. And so uh, that was great to hear and was helpful moving forward. Okay. Awesome. So I'd love to see what this new pack looks like. Okay. Um, If we can do the big reveal here. Okay. Drum roll. Okay. Yeah. Um, here we go. Here it is. As a consumer, I'm looking at this. I I'm comparing with the previous one. You're right. The logo is the same. Is a logo is a logo black. The it is blue. Yeah. Okay. So we've brought that color over. Before and after. Right. Okay. And is it the same blue that was on the bottom of the other of the old one? Right. Yep. Perfect. We've got that connection. We've got the white, um, for milk, Mm -hmm. and we've got the red in the top. Right. Like instantly. This fits milk. Yep. We've got whole milk, big, bold red. Um, we've got a cow. So we don't put this next to the almond milk and anything yes. else. Um, right. And then, of course, organic and then uh, carbon neutral from grass to glass. Mm-hmm. And we're not hitting anybody with what carbon neutral neutrality is up front. Like, like it's really about the milk. Yes. Yeah. So we knew, okay, so here we go. Like, first of all, is it dairy milk? That was problem number one. So yeah, you're right. We've got a big cow on it. Um, We felt like that was, you know, we just really had to hammer it. And then we've got the drip across the top um, just to reinforce that it is white dairy milk. Um, Yeah. And then uh, logos moved up top so you can see who's making it. And then, yeah, the the name of the product is much more prominent because we had that kind of like down here under the logo before. And uh, that would also get covered up on shelf sometime. Um, So, you know, and then we've also got it more prominent on the top as well. Um, 
pasture raised on family farms. So we know that animal welfare is actually something that's really important to people right behind, um, you know, organic. Um, and then you see carbon neutral from grass to glass is actually like very, I don't know, tertiary, maybe even yep. uh, below that. But um, here's our little certification. And we're kind of just like, oh, you know, bonus, it's carbon neutral. We kept the yellow, um, but made it a little bit less dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, but that way, you know, there wouldn't be confusion of like, where's my big yellow carton for the, for the customers that are right. loyal to us. Yeah, no. And that's, I think that's a challenge, right? When brands want to shift and change packaging, it's like, there's certain things you want to change, but certain things that you have to keep to yeah. stay anchored to that consumer. Yeah. We kind of debated that a lot. It was like, you know, what is that thing? Um, and just, I think because the yellow was so dominant before, you know, we were like, is it the mountains? Like, no, nobody knows what these mountains are. Like there, you know, it was really um, minimal. So really the yellow was kind of the way to, to pull that through. Perfect. And what do we have on the other panels? Okay. So this is where we go into kind of more mm -hmm. of the carbon neutral stuff. Um, so do you mention the, do you mention farts on here? Uh, I did I get that in there? I fought long and hard to get farts on here, and I think I got outvoted. Um, but we do talk I'm, about. I'm just picturing um, you know kids at the table. Right. Going, I want the milk with the farts. You know? I I try to talk about um, cow farts as much as possible because I do think that is the thing. I mean, funny enough, like I'm I'm not I'm not joking um, because that's the thing people do know about like, Oh, cow farts is methane. That's like doing, you know, that's making global warming. And that is, that is true. Um, yeah. it's mostly the burps though. Um, but <laughs> burps, burps are not funny. nearly as funny <laughs> as farts. And so I'm like, okay, I know they're, but they're like, but it's not the farts, it's the burps. So the people on my team care deeply yeah. about the difference. And I'm like the average customer, this is their only way in. Like, this is the only thing they know about what cows contribute to global warming. So let's yeah. use that nugget and, and go from there. Oh my gosh. I could just imagine the kids on the playground going, I drink the milk with the cow farts. With the cow. Like, yeah. 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 Like who, like what kid is talking about milk on the playground? Right. So, yeah. So this panel talks about, um, animal welfare and kind mm -hmm. of where we source from small family farms, how the cows have a great, wonderful life. Um, and then on the back, we go into uh, what does carbon neutral mean? But uh, we tried to really, A, it's legible now. Mm -hmm. um, and B, you know, we tried to really make this accessible for people. Sure. And so, um, yeah, just talking about, you know, the work that we do on farms, basically. Okay. Is there a QR code to take you anywhere? There is. Oh, perfect. Yep. So QR codes takes you to a landing page that kind of spells this out in a little bit greater detail. Okay. Awesome. Yep. And um, I'm just thinking like um, we just had Chobani on and they did some QR codes, which then actually opened up into like this AR experience, which was like a game and you like, you collected points as you kind of walk through this, this, oh, okay. this experience. Right. So what from this pack, like what's the one component that you'd say has like the most personal connection for you? I think I'm proud of the balance that we struck bet between old and new. And so, you know, we, we really struggled with, with how to do that. And I feel like, you know, we've got enough in here that's, that's new. Um, I think it also, I mean, we have, you know, my job since I've been in here is to kind of define what our brand, 
ethos will be and kind of, you know, whether what's our tone of voice, what's our um, personality. And so I think that comes through a little bit more now. I mean, even just, I think the cow face is really like probably the best part of it because they're so cute. And so um, I just think that it's a little bit more like, like we always want to be friendly, approachable, Mm -hmm. optimistic. Uh, You know, I think this was a little more like militant and like, not that we don't believe this, like we're, we're very like sincere and um, you know, in our mission and our mission is big and, and hard and we're devoted to that. But I think this is just a little bit more digestible for the average person. Um, and it just feels a little bit more friendly and, and optimistic because that's the thing we, we really want to be about is like, you know, it's not too late. It's not doom and gloom. Um, you know, we're not trying to make you feel guilty. Like those are all the things that we really wanted to, to get rid of completely. It's more a message of hopefulness and like, you can make this one small change and just like with your coffee in the morning, make a difference. And, um, and that the, you know, by purchasing this milk, you're connected directly to, you know, these, you know, you directly fund these projects, um, on farms that are making a difference, not only for farmers, but for the planet. And so, I don't know, it's just like, it doesn't need to be a bummer, um, over your breakfast cereal. Um, we just wanted it to be kind of something that would maybe cheer you up, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then, um, I guess from a design perspective, going through this entire redesign, was there anything in here that you learned about timelines? Was people, were people expecting this to be done in a month? I, or, I did learn right. a lot about timelines. Um, you know, I, it did take a lot longer. The production mm-hmm. was longer than what I had been used to. And I mean, at Whole Foods, I'm used to printing on paper and it's more straightforward you send the files to print, they to come back. Um, but yeah. you know, through this, we had to work with a lot of the certifiers. We had to work with, you know, the USDA rules and a lot of that, that I wasn't familiar with for the category of milk. So I learned a lot about font size and, you know, what's required on the package, but also, um, the production does just take a long time and, uh, it goes through a lot more hands and um yeah you kind of have less direct control over it sure and um so what what about font size like what do we what do we what do we not know about font size on milk (laughs) everything has to be big um you know just little things like on the uh on the two percent uh well this is not the national scoop Okay, there's different SKUs. So California has their own SKU because they have different rules than uh, the rest of the nation. So that's that's uh, item number one. Um, but like saying two percent milk, you can't you can't just say two percent milk. You have to say that it's uh, reduced fat milk underneath and like quantify what that means. Um, you know, all of this stuff down at the bottom has to be like half of the height of the product name and that has to be the largest thing. And like, I, I can't even remember all of it, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, and then, yeah. So, so California has its own. So in pack in every kind of packaging, California has its own regulations. Most brands just make packaging for California and then just use it for everybody else. Um, but with milk, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. And so, and I, you know, we needed, uh, they're a little bit different 
you know, they're packaged in different places and mm. stuff like that. So it made sense for us to do two different ones. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so funny. Uh, I, I, I never realized that this impact that uh, California's crazy legislations impacted milk as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you guys do a chocolate milk? Not yet, but, um, we're thinking about it. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I saw that one that you held up, the California one. I saw, I thought I saw like a brown on there, but um... no, not yet. That would probably launch as like a food service, you know, like a half pint um, <laughs> first. And so we've got a product developer on staff who's got some cool ideas about that. Um, yeah. But so far, it's not in the works. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in Arizona. Arizona, we've got uh, it's like Denison farms or something like that. And okay. these guys do collaborations with, um, Alice Cooper. Oh, and they do like an Alice Cooper milk, which is like an orange milk. And yeah, it's like great. Every, every quarter there's some new cult collaboration with milk. Okay. Which is, I'm like, who does a cult? <laughs> who does a collab with milk? <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, it, it's pretty cool. Cause it, you know, draws attention to them on shelf and you get like these crazy colored milks and they do the glass bottle and yeah, oh, so, yeah. So it was a pretty, pretty fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love what you've done with the design. You know, when I compare yes. it to the previous one, super clear, um, solves a lot of the issues that are at retail. And I think as a, as a young designer, you don't necessarily see what these challenges are right. Like the logos down at the bottom third and it's going to get covered by the shelf. Most times you don't even go to the store to see the product on shelf. You're just like, oh yeah, I want to put it, move things around. Um, yeah. and once you've produced it, then you're like, oh crap, it doesn't work. Right. So going to the stores, something you've got to do, talking to the retailers, get, getting their input. You know, yeah. I've, I've created packaging for, for Target. And I think the most insight I get is when I share it with the buyers at Target. And they're like, oh, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this as an end cap. So the full front of this is going to be visible or we're going to put this on shelf. This will be hidden. It's going to be sitting next to this product. We'd really like you to do these changes. Yeah. And a lot of times designers feel... They don't want somebody poking around and they're creative, but your retailers are really your partner because they mm -hmm. want to sell your product and they know how to sell your product. So take that input, you know, listen to them, involve them, you know, work through the, the process with them. I think there are things that, that I'm, I'm hearing from what you kind of went through yeah. in this redesign and why it's, uh, why it looks so great. Well, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the feedback that informed the brief was from retailers. They were like, you know, this is getting shelved wrong. Like this is, you know, confusing yeah. people. Like they, the retailers know their customers yeah. um, better than you do, unless you work for a very large company that has a lot of money for research. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, especially as a small brand, like you, you're served well by listening to them um, because they know. Burps and farts. <laughs> <laughs>